Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1234 at Edmonton. I, I gotta I gotta do this just because we had a little we were upfront about the trivia question. We said we were gonna it was gonna be a trip down memory lane, an interesting uh, story, certainly a tragedy in terms of hockey circles. And our trivia answer was Brian Spinner Spencer. This text comes in saying, Bob, enough is enough. This is so boring. Brian Brian Spencer for 15 minutes, move on. Well, it was six or seven. And then the texter adds, without a name, of course, I swear to God, no sports station has as much useless information from the 50s and the 60s as the show. Uh, Okay, well, you're entitled to your opinion. I remember uh, working at a sports station, and we had a guy that pretended to talk about football. He knew about the Seattle Seahawks and nothing beyond the NFL that went prior uh, to about 2000. And this guy was doing a segment in 2004. Like, he he knew nothing of the, the 70s or the, you know, the, the steel curtain, the purple people eaters. You do have to have some sense of uh, history to appreciate things. And we have wide-ranging topics of conversation on this show. But, hey, I appreciate the... And again, we were up front and said this might be something that for the individuals maybe under the age of 25 to or so, this is not in their wheelhouse. I get it. It happens once in a while. Well... So I'll just be an old fogey and continue to talk away here as we go to our Oilers Now headliner today. For Wilhawk Beef Jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline for the River Cree Resort Casino. We welcome back to the show Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? Not bad, Bob. How have you been doing? I'm all right, you know. Uh, fan base is uh, pretty divided on Duncan Keith. I'd kind of like to see some games being played, so maybe we can start assessing it from that perspective, but we're a ways away from that. There's lots going on. Uh, yeah, some people uh, told me to go easy on you because you've had a tough week. You know, I've been accused of stacking the deck uh, to my advantage. Uh, and it's just that the guests, we and we have regular guests on the show, and a lot of the regular guests, frankly, understand the trade and what Duncan Keith can prove. Now, they all think that Ken Hitchcock uh, should have shook down Stan Bowman and made Chicago. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they were in on, you know what, they were in on the, the phone call that took place in terms of the consummation of that deal being made. Uh, and we should mention that Ken Holland, took, you know, said it was this. This had been three weeks in uh, process. They, they, they were grinding at it for a long time. There's, there's no question about that. Do you think that it's possible that Stan might have just said, you know what, we're not eating any of the salary, uh, we're not taking any of the, the the cap hit here, and that's that, and we'll just we won't trade him. Do you think that was? Do you think that might have been a possibility? No, I think they wanted to make the move. Um, I think they wanted to make the move. Like from what I understand about this, when when Keith went to the Blackhawks and said um, he really wanted to get closer to his son, uh, the Blackhawks were motivated to do it um, because I, I think they really want. 
one thing they had a protection issue on defense. If if Keith didn't, uh, if they had to protect Keith, they would have had a protection issue there. Um, I, I think they also understood what Keith wanted to do. They, they understood the whole point about going back uh, to uh, the Western Canada or the Northwest United States. And I think too, they do want to make a run at someone on defense this summer and uh, i think chicago i i would have been surprised knowing what i know now bob if if keith would have been back in chicago next season i don't think that's what anybody really wanted what do you think of the addition of keith to edmonton well i think that he's i i I like the idea that he's going to be not the number one d i think it's uh, i think that uh, the slotting behind nurse um, I think is the right place for him. You know, we'll see. Like, I know that there's something I said on the podcast this week that um, I, I think some of the Oilers players, I, I, well, never mind, I think. I know that Ken Holland went to some of the Oilers players, including some of their best players, and asked for their opinions on it. Uh, they gave him a good review based on their playoff series uh, last year in the bubble. They liked the way that Keith played. Um, you know, I, I had another theory on that podcast that, you know, hasn't gotten as much traction, but I do believe that was a key to the deal. And that is that I think Edmonton has a lot of things they have to do. You know, they're trying to sign Mike Smith. Um, you know, they're talking about potentially a one or a two year deal. They're looking at another goaltender. I'm not sure if it's going to be one of the Vegas guys. I'm not sure if it's going to be Georgiev. I, I, I'm not sure who else it could potentially be. They're also trying to get that Larson thing done. And I'm at, Bob, I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't gotten done yet. We'll see what happens after the expansion draft. And, you know, they're trying to, they got Nugent Hopkins done, but they're looking for more forwards. I think, I think Ken Holland has a lot of things he needs to do. I think the Oilers have a lot of things that they need to do. And at the end of the day, I think they were like, okay, um, we can check one of these things off the boxes. It's a player who wants to be here. It's a player that some of our players are very comfortable with and are endorsing the trade for him. So they got it done. Do I think he should have shaken down Chicago a bit more? Yes. But I think that um, Edmonton looked at it as this is one thing we know we can do, and there's a lot of variables out there that we don't know what we can do yet. And uh, I think that was a big factor in, in making the trade. I don't think there's any question that the Oilers wanted more experience on the back end. I don't think they're done mm-hmm. adding experience and size on the back end. I'm like you. I had Larson at like 90% six weeks ago, and Nugent mm-hmm. Hopkins maybe at 50-50. Nugent Hopkins is done, mm-hmm. and we're sitting here in Larson, and I think now Larson's going to end up – I could see Larson going and, and maybe just sticking his toes out in the water here, a bit in the free agency, and he might circle back to Edmonton. What do you think about mm-hmm. that possibility? Well, I, I think that I think it's possible that could happen, but there's a risk for the player too. What if Edmonton finds something else out there that they like? Um, you know, I I I don't think that Suter. I'd be surprised if Suter ended up in Canada. Yeah. I'd be surprised if Yandel ended up in Canada. Um, you know, the 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 Edler one is interesting. Um. Um, you know, I, I, I think that it'll, I'll be curious to see how that works out between Edler and the Canucks. I, I think the Canucks do feel on some level that Edler really doesn't want to leave the market. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. The only risk for Larson doing that is, you know, to me, if Larson's doing that, then he thinks there's something out there for him. You know, there's not a lot of money. Some guys are going to do well this year. There's no question about that. 
but there's not a ton of money in the system. And uh, I, I think if you're going out to test the market, you're either really being underbid by your current team or you're convinced that there's something out there for you. We'll see. Because the risk for Larson is that Edmonton finds something else and says, okay, we're, we're moving on. There's there's going to be some desperate players out there. There's no question about that. All right, let's get uh, to the forwards. Elliot Freeman for NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino joining us. Elliot, uh, I had multiple conversations with people last night. They all say the same thing. Zach Hyman, likely to get overturned and potentially overplayed. Overpaid. Paid, paid yes. or played. Oh, yeah. uh, paid, yes, paid. Yeah. It's remarkable what's happened here. I mean, Landeskog, and, and we'll get to Landeskog in a second, but it looks like Hyman's going to hit the home run. Do you not agree? Well, I, I do believe so. I, I think Toronto did something that was a bit counterintuitive to itself. I think they offered him eight years um, at a lower AAV to see if they could spread, to see if they could make that work. It it just didn't work. Um, you know, there's a lot of us working in this business who kind of are hearing rumors about a possible six times six or seven times six for Hyman out there. We do suspect that Edmonton is one of those teams that potentially could do that. Um, you know, I, I don't think. I think there's other teams in it. I'm not convinced Calgary's doing that. I don't think Vancouver can do that unless they're going, unless someone else is going. Um, I don't know. Like the one thing, one team I've kind of wondered about is Detroit. I do think they like Hyman. I'm just not sure they're going to do that. Does it make sense for them to do that now? I've also wondered potentially about the Rangers. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that. So, you know, we'll see where this goes, but I think the Oilers are definitely in on Hyman. I think he's definitely someone who's high on their list. What's going on with Landis Scott Elliott in Colorado? You know, I I think Landis Scott is honestly surprised and disappointed that he's still unsigned. I think the one thing he's let Colorado know for some time now is that he expected term or and wanted term. Uh, I shouldn't say expect. I think wanted. I think he wanted term. Um, I don't believe that Colorado was willing to do term uh, until very recently, and I just don't like. I really thought the comparable here was going to be Anders Lee, seven times seven, and it just hasn't gotten there. And now the emotions in on it, Bob and. You know, Joe Sackick is Joe Sackick. I mean, he can always try to fix this, but it's it's more of a challenge now. The, the player's frustrated, and he's disappointed, and you have to manage that in addition to everything else. Seven times seven, eh? Well, that's that's Lee, and like I kind of thought that made sense for Landis Scott. It does to me but as well. I'll be, I'll be does, frank it, with but you. But it, it hasn't been there. I mean, it hasn't been there for Oilers fans right now. They're going seven times seven for Landeskog, seven times say six million for Hyman if they both potentially go to free. And then we'll have others, Elliot, say, "Well, wait a sec here. Why isn't Hall signed in Boston? Is he going to go to market? What are you hearing there?" I think there's a chance he goes to market. I thought this was going to get done. Um, you know, things can always change. Um, I, I think there's a chance he goes to the market now. I, I do. I, I heard there's some real interest in him out there. So we'll see. We'll see. He might. Um, you know, Boston's got a lot of balls in the air, man. Yeah. Like they, they've got money, and I, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what Boston's going to do. I, I, I had somebody. I'm going to stick on the wingers for now, and then we'll get to the defense. Uh, two more guys I want to talk about: Jaden Schwartz, St. Louis. 
Well, I mean, he's not signed yet. Um, you know, I do think if Landeskog hits the market and St. Louis is going to be one of the teams that's going to be all over him, uh, he fits what they like. He's tight with O'Reilly. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence there. So if Schwartz doesn't go back to St. Louis, I do think Vancouver's had some interest in him. But again, they would have to clear something out to do it. Um, I think, you know, if Landeskog leaves, I think he could potentially be Colorado. I think LA. I think potentially Seattle too. I I think there's 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 some interest in Schwartz out there for sure. Um, Tatar. You know, I got to tell you, I haven't heard a lot about Tatar. Um, I I know that there's I know that among the uh, analytics, uh, he has a lot of fans. Um, someone's going to take a probably a short term gamble on him, but I have to tell you, I have not heard a ton on him. I wonder, you know, I, like a team that needs some scoring that's a little bit tight. Um, I, I could, I could potentially see that, but I don't have any real good names for you right now in terms of who I've heard that's interested, Bob. Total curveball, and maybe a surprise to listeners to the show because we haven't mentioned Nick Foligno. Yep. What's happening? Well, there? I, I think that I don't think he'll be back in Toronto. Um, um, I, I think that, you know, he, I, I think there's a couple considerations there for him. I think he could go back to Columbus. I think it's also possible, and they would, it would have to be a, 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 num, a tighter number. I have wondered if he'd end up in Minnesota with his brother. I know that they've talked about that, and I know he's been on Minnesota's radar. Speaking of Minnesota, were you shocked by what they did? Not by Parise, but I sure was about Suter. Yeah. That one I didn't see coming. Um, that one I didn't see coming at all. Uh, um, and I don't think Suter saw it coming either. There, there's a ton of interest in Suter, I've heard. And I think he'll wait, and the teams will wait until after the expansion draft to see how all those opportunities look. And one other thing I've kind of been hearing about is um, I think uh, – I think Florida and Arizona have talked about the possibility of Florida incentivizing uh, Arizona to take Strollman. I think that's kind of been discussed. We'll, we'll see if it goes anywhere. Well, right now, Arizona's only got two defensemen, right? The- yeah, they need a D, and his cash this year, I think, is 4-4. Yep. Uh, they already had a million paid. I don't know if there would be uh, salary kept on that, but... Uh, I do think that Florida's talked to Arizona about incentivizing them to move Strawman there. All right. Uh, well, again, we'll circle back to something that happened in Florida momentarily. Uh, I want to just get on a couple centers here. Have you heard it? Is there any traction out there on Dvorak possibly being in play? Yes, I, I definitely think there's. Uh, um, I definitely think there's something there. Um, you know, Arizona is looking for picks and prospects, right? And Dvorak is a good player who signed for another, I think, three years. Yep. And it's a very reasonable contract. It's a bit backloaded. The number actually is higher than the cap hit. Right. But he's still a good player. And I do think they'll be able to get something for him. I think they're also, I mean, Garland is out there too. They've got some interesting pieces. It'll just, I'm just curious to see what they're going to do with all this. And right now, the only defenseman that they have that have theoretically makes sense to protect would be Chikrin and Ekman Larson. Casey Sezikis, center New yep. York Islanders. Uh, look, he's part of the identity of that team. Is there yep. a chance that I, 
What do you hear? I think he's going to stay. Like, I, like I've heard that they will work together to try to make that work. Like, I, I think the number one thing that they're wor- they're working on. Well, first of all, like, I got through the expansion draft, and then after that, Bob, I think the number one priority is Pelic. And, you know, he needs a long-term deal, and he wants to stay, and I think people believe it's going to work out. And then you've got you also got to deal with your Beauvillier and, and things like that. But, you know, everything I've heard is that he wants to stay and, and they want him. And, you know, I, you know, I always believe that if Lamorella wants to get something to get done, he gets it done. And, you know, Sezikis is a huge part of that team. They know that. And, um, I think they're going to work to try to get that done. Like any center out there, like like any time I hear about a center being available, the first team I think of is Columbus because they're looking for centers. Yep. And I think Columbus could potentially be all over a guy like, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 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 I think I think Columbus could be on a guy like right. Deneau. Um, but Suzekis, like people just tell me they think that they'll do everything they can so he can stay in New York. Okay, yesterday Yandel was bought out. Now, it's my belief that he's another guy that stays in the States. You mentioned Boston. I think so, too. Boston's got lots of money. Is that mm-hmm. an obvious one, you think? I, I think that I think a lot of it's going to depend on role. Okay. Like, Yandel's going to want to know he's going to play, right? You know, he is, his streak is important to him, and I understand that. So I just think wherever he goes, it's got to be fit. Like, Suter, I've heard, is... You know, like he's gonna. Like, Suter is a guy. I, I do a weekly hit on national radio, and like they they know him obviously. He's a big chip on the shoulder guy. Like he's he kind of plays at his best when he's mad at the world. Well, he's gonna have a big chip on his shoulder right now, and he wants to go somewhere. I think the cop is the most important Colorado. thing to him. Like he wants to try to pick a team that he thinks is a great chance to win, um, and. Uh, and Yandel, I think, it's not that I don't think he wants to win, but, you know, after the kind of year he just had where, you know, there was, he knew he was basically on the edge the whole time and then got scratched in the playoffs, I think he just wants to know he's going to go somewhere where he can play. Yeah. I got Suter going to Colorado. Basically replacing I think that, I think that fits. Um, you know, if Colorado doesn't keep Landeskog, I wonder what they're going to do. Like, I wonder if they take a run at Jones for a year or something like that. It could be – Colorado could be really interesting. But, there, like, there's a ton on Suter. I think Florida's interested. I think Colorado's interested. I think uh, Boston's interested. Um, I, like, I mean, who wouldn't be interested, really? Seattle expansion draft, because we're not going to have you on before then. we got about a minute left here, Elliot. Give me a couple of big names that are out there money-wise that you think Seattle might take a swing on and claim. I don't know how many big money guys they want to take. Like I think Seattle's whole thing is financial flexibility. Well, don't they have to? Don't they have to get to Lafleur? They no, they have to get to sixty percent of the cap, whatever that okay. is. So forty-eight million. I'm tr- yeah, something. That's what it is. It's forty-eight million. So I I think what's going to be interesting is who they take who's a UFA, like Chris Drieger. You know, now that Yandel's bought out and they've protected Forsling, uh, it, it, I, I think a lot of people believe, whether it's true or not, that Drigger's going to be the pick from the Panthers, right? Yep. And do they sign him? Uh, Giordano. Um, you know, I was on in radio in Calgary this morning, and, you know, Jeff Merrick heard that to protect guys like Giordano, to, to not allow them to take guys like Giordano, like Seattle's Merrick heard Seattle was asking for a first and a third. Right. And and when I asked around, people weren't they weren't confirming that, but they weren't disputing that. So, like 
you know, there's, you know, and the question should be like, how many goalies do they take? Do they take, say, Drigger? Do they take Jake Allen? Do they take Braden Holtby? Do they take, and then do they flip some of these guys? Because there's a lot of interest in goalies out here. Yeah. Like, I, like, I think the, the biggest question is going to be, how many of these guys do they take and how many stay with them? I don't, Bob, I don't know if I believe they're going to take like a Johansson or a Duchesne. I, I'd just be surprised. Awesome stuff, Elliot. Love having you on the show. Thanks for your time. <laughs> All right, Bob. Have a great weekend. You bet. That's Elliot Friedman. He is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we'll tell you that some guests in Oilers Now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 12.54 in Edmonton. When we come back in Oilers Now, we'll get to NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hodgie says, Bob, Taylor Hall could slide right into Leon Dreisaitl's left wing nicely. I remember Leon's breakout year, says Hodgie, and Hall driving the play for zone entry and then dishing off to Leon for playmaking led to a very successful line while Connor was out with a shoulder injury. Can RNH find his groove with Connor again? Question mark. As much as I'd like to see Hyman on Connor's wing going potentially seven or eight years on a 29-year-old who plays like Zach certainly has its risk. Haji adds no to Tatar. He's a slightly more skilled version of Goon. Well, Haji, in, in fairness, Tatar, Tatar's had 58 and 61 point seasons in the NHL. He's a pretty good offensive player. Um, I think you can make an argument for Hall. There's no question. So I'm going to get people to list. If you had your choice, you got it. You got a list of guys: Landeskog, Hyman, Hall. Let's let's go there. Preference, uh, first, second, and third choice, and give me the contract that you can sign them on. Texas at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll get to a bunch of those coming up at about one twenty. Hey, golfers! If you're looking for a great VIP golf trip, join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains of Whistler, BC. This package includes airfare in a private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar and meals, three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel golf tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now and get a free upgrade on a one-bedroom suite. To book your tea time, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. To NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist, visit ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here's Brendan Escott. Well, you heard about the Colorado cap crunch move there as New Jersey pounced, acquiring 26-year-old defenseman Ryan Graves in exchange for 2017 fourth-rounder Mikhail Maltsev and uh, this year's second-round draft pick. Yesterday, it was Brett Ritchie re-upping in Calgary, another year at $900,000. Dylan Gambrell uh, staying in San Jose, another year at $1.1 million. And then uh, 2016 first-rounder Julian Gauthier uh, just picked up from the Rangers within the last year, I believe agreed to a one-year extension in New York. Again, here's what I'm looking for from you. You play the role of GM. Give me your list between Landeskog, Hall, Hyman. Order a preference in the contract. We'll get to some of those when we come back with Mark Spector. We're going to tell you a little bit of a story as well in the second hour of the show. And Puckpedia, Hart Levine as well. Off to a global news weather traffic update at 12.58 in Edmonton. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.